Um, so, funny thing happened. Um, I left my Bible at home. Are you youth pastors allowed to do that? No. Definitely not. So I am going to use my handy-dandy app. All right. So, guess what? We get to study God's Word. Isn't that awesome? I feel like um, I need to have um, a gut check once in a while just to remind myself that we still do live in a free country. We can study God's Word, and it's something to study that, that, uh, that He has given to us, and we are very fortunate to have it. Uh, it's not always been that way. People in um, other times and places have not had the opportunities like we have to study and, to, and even have it in our own language. Back in the Middle Ages, you couldn't have the Bible in your own language. That was against the rules of the church. All right, so um, tonight is Youth Culture Night, and I want to talk to you about something that's part of youth culture and has been for, I don't know, maybe as long as there's been such a thing as youth culture. It's an old thing, and uh, we're going to talk tonight about swearing. Why are we talking about this? Well, I've had an interesting swearing week. Uh, not that I've been swearing, because I knew you were just thinking that, and shame on you for thinking that. Um, I, uh, I've been around swearing in unique situations. So, and it's not just this week, in the past couple of weeks, um, Peter came back from the mailbox um, a few days ago, and he said that one of the neighbor kids, who's like four, three, four years old, is, he's just, Peter just minds his business when he's going up to the mailbox, and uh, we have to walk up the cul-de-sac and out to one of those community mailboxes where you put the key in and get... So he's, he's going up there, and this little kid is like, F you, Peter! <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with it. Like, how do you, how do you respond to that? Like, F you too! No, no, you don't do that. But, um, you know, and I hear it as a parent, I like want to run right down to that house and knock on the door and be like, you're just, and, and you're, you're a terrible parent, how dare you? And like, the only reason that they talk like that is because you probably say it to them all the time. And what kind of? And uh, so I was like, no, I can't do that. that that's inappropriate um, to do that. I wanted to real bad. Um, I was uh, walking um, out to my car after getting some stuff ready this afternoon, and some some kids were walking by that were, you know, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, and. Uh, there was these two boys, and you could tell that they were, you know, trying to be tough and macho. Like, if, if you think I'm cool, that must mean I am cool, and so I'm going to try to impress you. And so they were throwing F-bombs left and right, like it was every other word, and I'm like, you're not even using that in the right context. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, if you're going to swear, swear correctly or don't do it at all. And... Um, I was walking out of Kroger one of the eight times I've been in Kroger this week, 
in the last 10 days, and uh, I'm exaggerating, maybe. And uh, so there was this old beat-up truck that pulls into the space as I'm walking by, and this lady gets out of the truck. She's an older lady and an older guy in the truck, and she is just, just tearing him to pieces with just the more, like sailor speech, like you wouldn't believe. And then she slams the door, puts on her mask, and then just walks like this. And I'm like, what the heck? That's so rude. And then, and, and so we went different ways through Kroger, and then I happened to follow her out again. And I noticed, you know how you see people different times as you go through the aisle? She's so pleasant to everybody. And then she gets out to the truck, and he's waiting, and she just picked up right where she left off. It was horrible. I wonder if the man has ever heard her say anything to her without an F-bomb in it. Um, I'm trying to educate my kids on, like, you know, life, and so you have to watch certain movies or you haven't really grown up as a real American. And so we were watching Back to the Future. How many of you have seen Back to the Future? Okay. So a lot of you have seen Back to the Future. Uh, it's one of those rite of passage movies, you know, people say, oh, you got to see that movie or, you know, you really haven't lived or whatever. So I used to watch that movie growing up. Um, and, and, when, and here's one of the points I wanted to make. Well, it's not really a point, but it's an observation. Um, when I was growing up and I was in high school, I watched that movie a lot. And, um, and, and, and so I'm watching it again with my kids, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is a ton of swearing in this movie. I didn't remember that. Um, it, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a little startling. I, could, I didn't remember. And it, it occurred to me that... Um, uh, depending on your life situation, you notice those things more. Like sometimes you can watch a movie in the theater with your friends, and then it comes out in Redbox, and you're like, oh, mom and dad, you guys see this movie or whatever, and you bring it into your house and you show it, and they like sit down next to you and popcorn, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't believe I recommended this movie because there's so much swearing in it. I didn't even remember, right? Because depending on the circumstances, the people we're with, it can impact us more. We can be more sensitive to it. Um, I won't even bother to tell you what I heard coming out of Home Depot a couple of days ago. But I love music. Um, and uh, on, on, uh, on my CDs growing up, uh, this is after I got rid of all my cassette tapes, um, CDs, right? There, there, used, there was this, you go into the uh, music store and you get the parental advisory lyric symbol on there. And I'd be like, all right, I won't want, I won't. So I didn't buy any of that stuff. But there was plenty of stuff that, 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 that got missed in those. But um, on Spotify now, Spotify is amazing. Like if you grew up where I grew up and you had to spend like 18 to $22 on a single CD to get one song that you liked, um, Spotify is like the most beautiful thing in the world. And so, but there's this, there's this feature on Spotify that you can select that, um, that, that makes the explicit content filtered out. So if there's an album you're, you're wanting to listen to and it's got explicit content and all the songs with explicit uh, words or whatever in it is grayed out. And so the, the other ones you can play. And so, um, just in preparation for this, I was curious. So I, so I went to Spotify and I selected the uh, um, uh, USA Top 50. 
You can tell where I'm going with this. Um, out of the top 50, 35 were grayed out, including all of the top 10 except for one. And if you know anything about math, that's 70% of the top 50 were explicit content songs. For what reasons, I don't know, because I can't listen to them because they're not. I mean, I like Post Malone, but I can only listen to like two of his songs. <laughs> it sucks. But, um, you know, um, when I talk to um, students, you guys, I was talking to a couple of students in the past couple of weeks about some of this stuff, and, and even CCS students will tell me that the language of their peers is terrible. And I don't know if they're talking about any of you or you're the ones talking about that, and, and uh, it can be frustrating. Um, so here's the progression. You, uh, you hear it once, doesn't impact you very much if you actually know what it means. Uh, you might not catch it, but if it's repeated over and over again, eventually it gets lodged in your subconscious. And after it's lodged in your subconscious for a while, you start to think it, and then if you think it enough, in the right circumstances, you know, hitting the hammer, or thumb with the hammer, slamming, finger in the car door, whatever it is, something comes out. Back in New Jersey, I was golfing with one of the deacons in our church. And he hit a bad shot, and bloop, he, he swore right in front of me, and I was like, wow. Now, whatever this, the right circumstance is for you, uh, there's, if, if, it's, if it's in there, right, if it's in your memory and you think it, it could sneak out in a circumstance you don't want it to sneak out in. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 15, 18, that what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles a person. So what you speak has its roots deep inside you somewhere. Some of us get in trouble for just saying the first thing that comes to mind. Anybody like that? Call it open mouth, insert foot problem. Uh, you know, we just, we're accused of speaking without thinking. But when we speak without thinking, the things that come out of our mouth are kind of, kind of the, we scrape the surface off of what's deep down inside of us and just blow it up into the air. So it's not like the things that you say off the cuff are not things that you would think it's usually stuff that you would filter out and you just don't have a very good filter. And so sometimes the things that we say when we're caught off guard really do tell. They really do tell. Uh, many of you have heard my story. Uh, I started, this is like a, um, one of those support groups. Hi, I'm Jason. I began swearing when I was in 10th grade, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so I did. I remember the first time 
I swore. Actually, the first time I swore was when I was five and my mom heard me. That was bad. I had the whole soap thing and everything. It wasn't the life boy, but it was definitely soap. And um, so, yeah, so for, for, for a while. And then I, but then uh, swearing entered my life in some unusual circumstances. Uh, and I was the son of a chaplain who got support from a missions organization. And so it works kind of like this. If I am a bad kid, it reflects poorly on my dad, and if it reflects poorly on my dad, he's out of a job, and so we would be out on the, not on the streets, but it would be all very bad. So I had to be good so we could eat. That's a bad motivation to be good, because then at, if you're not really good on the inside, you start to figure out how to live one way with certain people and then a different way with other people. We call that what, two-faced, hypocritical, double life, whatever. I was very, very good at that. In fact, um, when I graduated from high school, I got the pastor's award. And everybody in the school that wasn't an adult thought that was the worst travesty ever because they knew that I had no, no right to that award whatsoever. But all the adults, I fooled them really well. I was very good at living the double life. But it never fooled God. I mean, he was always there when I was with the adults. He was always there when I was with my friends. He was always, it, it sometimes, even the best of us at living a double life or speaking a different speech one way with one, we slip up. And I remember the day, um, a, a couple of things happened. It wasn't the same day, but it was in the same time from maybe in the same month or two. Two things happened. I mean, I was, I was, yeah. Um, I was um, at work, and I got mad at something. And usually at work, I could swear whatever I wanted to. And it wouldn't impact my reputation at school where I, I, I wanted a different reputation at work. And so I swore, and what I didn't realize was that an older kid from youth group who also worked there had come in the back to check his time card and to pick up his check. We didn't have direct deposit back then. And he heard me. And he was a small, shorter guy than I was, but he got really angry at me. And he came over, and, and he, he knocked my hat off. That, that's like the ultimate insult to me. You knock my hat off, I'm going to punch you right in the face. All right? And then he shoved me up against the walk-in coolers, and he got up in my face. And he's like, how dare you do that? That's a terrible testimony. What's the matter with you? You call yourself a Christian. You're nothing like and, and they just went on and on and on. Years later, um, I actually saw him at some function. I don't remember what it was. And uh, we ended up playing pool together. And I said to him, you don't remember this probably, but 10, 15 years ago, when we, I was in like a, a junior, junior senior, senior in high school, after my junior year in the summer, uh, you, you chewed me out real bad for swearing. And I, and I was like, 
that made a huge impact on me. just wanted you to know that. The other thing that happened was I was dating this girl, and she had a bad mouth, just like I did. And we're sitting in a movie theater, and um, we're waiting for the movie to start, and she just starts swearing, like, about nothing in particular, like we always did. And this is after I had been confronted by this kid from my youth group. And, and for the first time, hearing her do that bothered me. And I was like, please don't do that. I don't think I said please. Um, and she was like, what's the matter with, you know, you? And, and I said, I just don't want to hear it. And, and so we sat there, kind of sat there and watched the movie. And, you ever do that? Sat and watch a movie in silence and don't say anything because you're all upset. And then when you're done, you don't know how it's going to go when the credits roll. So we just got up and left. Um, but those two events kind of changed me in, in, in that respect. And that led to changes in, in other areas of my life until I became the kind of person that God wouldn't let me do the wrong thing without making me feel miserable. And I hated that. And so it reformed a lot of my life. So by the end of my senior year, I, I had really made quite a change. Um, by God's grace, I had nothing to do with it. Um, so, here's an uncomfortable reality. Um, the more we hear swearing, the more likely we'll be to say it. We're not exactly parrots, but we're closer than we'd like to admit. How do we combat this? Well, uh, I'm assuming here that I'm talking to a group of people that haven't gotten to the point in their verbal life where you've justified swearing on biblical grounds. In other words, I hope there's nobody in here who's, who's been able to twist the Bible enough to get themselves to, to kind of weasel out of the clear teaching in the Bible about what we say. I mean, in, in Ephesians 4.29, it says... Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, except what is uh, helpful for building others up, that it may benefit those who listen. I mean, how could swearing be involved in your life and, that, and, and fit into that? And uh, in James chapter 3, let's turn to, do you have your Bible? Let's turn to James chapter 3 for a minute. I've been going through James with some guys, and um, it's just astonishing how clear this is. Okay perfect time for my phone to freeze when I need it for, uh, it's literally frozen. God is teaching me daily. All right, so just so happens that this still works. Uh, James chapter 3 has a lot to say. Gosh! That is, that's a new one. Never done that before. Nope, never done that. Um, okay. Um,
So, verse 7, chapter 3. For every kind of beast and bird, a reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yikes. Yikes. And why is it that? Because we, it says a few verses, a couple of, well, verse 9, let's continue. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. How, how about that for a apt description of a double life. Like that, 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 that was like, you might as well put Jason right there. These things should not be so, my brothers, it says. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And so if out of the, out of the heart the mouth speaks, and our tongues are a restless evil. It, we have to find ways of, of putting guards on what we say. James says in chapter 1 that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. How do we do that? Um, back in the, the, the late 80s, early 90s, there was a show on TV. I don't know if it still goes on reruns called Family Matters. Anybody ever see that show with Steve Urkel? Okay, so this, there's the, the, the dad in the house. It's this guy named, this kind of round guy called Carl. And Carl had a problem with flying into a race. He just like erupt, right? He had an anger issue. And so he went to a therapist, not a therapist, but a counselor, and the, and the counselor said, you need to figure out a way to think before you speak. And so what he did was, he came up with this little jingle whenever he would get mad, and they played it up the rest of the show. It was pretty funny, I thought. But Steve especially got on his nerves because Steve gets on everybody's nerves, well, most everybody's nerves. And so Steve would do something and Carl would want to blow up at him. And uh, so he would say, three, two, one, one, two, three, what the heck is bothering me? That was what he would say in order to give himself a little bit of time to think before he spoke. And the family picked up on this, and so they, they, they were merciless with their uh, ridicule of him for that. But it's funny, you know, it's like, what, 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 what do we need to do if we have an issue with swearing in our lives to get over this? Well, I have a couple of suggestions. And, and some of the things that, you have a piece of paper? Draw a, uh, as big as you can on there, a pie chart. Right, just a circle at first. Big car. This is your swearing pie chart. Not that you're swearing, but this is your exposure to swearing. All right. So, where are the places? Just shout them out. Where are the places? 
or ways in which we hear swearing. School. Work. Sports. What? The streets. Yeah. Music. What's that? Billboards. TV. Movies. Uh, what's that? Yeah, uh, yeah. For a lot of you, it's at home. It's either siblings or parents or everybody. Um, all of these things can be slices in your pie chart. So what I'd like you to do is, is put in there slices according to what you think are the, 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 the most exposure you get to swearing down to the least. Like, it doesn't have to be exact. This is just for reference and to prove a point. So if, it, if, if, you're, if your dad swears like a sailor and that's the only place in your life where you hear swearing, then you just have one big piece and it says dad in the middle. All right, but maybe at school you hear a lot. Maybe music, you don't hear any, so you don't have that piece. Uh, maybe your sports team, you hear that a lot there, so that'd be a significant slice. So it, your life, your, your pie chart's gonna look different than anybody else's around you. So just try to humor me and do that for a minute. For me, obviously, it includes kids in my cul-de-sac. Let's see, if I were to do mine, Amy would be a big piece. No, just kidding. <laughs> say my name, say my name. Mm. Youth leaders. Mm. Okay, so I don't want to take more time in this than I can. Uh, I, I, than, so what I'd like you to do is kind of try to gray out, lightly shade in, so you can still see it, but shade in the, the, the sections or the pie slices that you feel you don't have control over. Maybe it's um, somebody in school, friend, or maybe it's um, somebody in your home or a sports team, the dugout is just really bad for baseball or, or something along the... At work, oh my gosh, work. Some of you are like really glad to be giving up the summer job right now. Okay, so maybe, and, and some of you might be a little bit conflicted about whether something fits into that category or not, because you might be thinking, well, you know, I don't know, maybe I should say something to somebody to help to get them to stop. Well, it depends. Are they a Christian? If they're not, Bible tells us in Corinthians, let's not expect non-Christians to talk like Christians. It doesn't make any sense. Why would we do that? 
But if somebody names the name of Christ and is talking like that, that's a different story. So is the person a Christian? But the, I, I don't want to talk about right now the, the, the kind of the people that we might be able to influence in the right direction, like Brian did for me when he knocked me into the coolers. That was significant in my life. And hopefully you have people like that in yours. But what I want to encourage you to think about is this. If you're bombarded with swearing all the time and you're having trouble with your mouth, you may have things you can do to lower the volume of the swearing, lower the amount of swearing, cut down on the percentages to give your soul some, in, your, in, in your ear some time to breathe and, and, some, and get that out. Um, for example, if you are listening to explicit lyrics all the time on Spotify or Apple Music, and you're like, I have a problem with my mouth, well, that could be a big part of it right there because you're constantly washing that over your, your, your subconscious. Of course it's going to come out. What if you decided, you know what? I want to get a handle on this. In the book of Job, chapter 30, Job says, I'm going to make a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully on a young woman. He didn't want to do the wrong thing, so he made a vow. He made a commitment a covenant with his eyes. What if you made a covenant with your ears? Let's say, whatever I can do to lessen this in my life, I'm going to do it. And so you turned on that filter on your music service so you don't hear it as much. You, um, you turn off the Netflix movie when it gets five minutes in and there's seven F words. I had to do that. Uh, earlier this year, I was watching some army movie and I was just like, you know what? If I listen to this whole movie, I'm going to end up saying the F word to my kids. And I don't want to do that. So I turned it off, right? So you got to set some boundaries in your life. And so there are some areas that are not grayed out on your pie chart. See what you can do about those. That's my encouragement to you today. And why would we want to do this? Well, We, we, we sang at the beginning, Who You Say I Am. And that song was a beautiful song because it tells us, it reminds us that we are God's children. And as God's children, we have not only a responsibility to live as his children and, and, and act like his children, but we have the joy to, we have the privilege to. And if we're really grateful for what he's done for us and the fact that he's called us to be his children, it's going to be something that we want to do, not just something that we feel like we have to do. We know we're getting somewhere in our Christian life when something like what we're talking about tonight comes into your mind and you're like, you know what? If this is an area where I could please the Lord more, I want to do that. And so we change and we become more like Jesus when we do. So 
but some of you are like, man, this is really hard. I feel like I slip up all the time. Yeah, you will. But don't let the devil get you down. Don't let him get to you to the point where you're like, the Bible's right. The tongue's impossible to tame. I'm just going to give up. I'm not even going to try. Well, don't be like that, because that's right where the devil wants you to be. And so uh, let's pray and then sing our last song on that note. Lord, we thank you for this evening, and I thank you for these students, and I pray that um, they would be trendsetters, trendsetters in their schools, in their homes. Um, people will notice the difference. It was one of the first things people started to notice the difference in me, Lord, and I thank you for that. And they'll have opportunities to, to, um, to speak about why they're not doing those things anymore if they have been. And Lord, I want to get, I pray that you would encourage those that have uh, made that commitment already in their lives and they have that conviction that they don't want to be people who swear and they, and they have been that so far in their life. My hat's off to them. And I pray that you would help them to maintain that. Um, Lord, I pray that for those of us who think that it's part of growing up and that it's cool or manly or whatever to swear, I pray that you would make that idea just rot in our minds and so that we wouldn't have the opportunity to, to, to swear without it leaving a bad taste in our mouths. So I ask all this in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen.